BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Made by Women, a new podcast by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories, practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. Every Thursday, Made by Women will showcase the experiences of legendary women entrepreneurs, fierce up-and-comers, and and everyday women who found success their own way. Consider this your real-world MBA, designed for the new now. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and thanks so much for joining us today. This past year of the pandemic has brought incredible advancements in science and medicine. We've seen the creation and approval of vaccines for the coronavirus quicker than we ever thought possible. Today, we'll be talking to a CEO and founder who's been working since 2015 to make sure that clinical trials for a wide range of medical conditions are done faster and at lower cost. That means that effective treatments for patients can also happen faster. Dr. Michelle Longmire and her company, Medible, have developed technology which allows clinical trials to be handled remotely and more efficiently, which is a game changer in the fight against disease. I met Michelle through Springboard Enterprises, an organization that for 20 years has worked to accelerate the growth of women-led companies through access to essential resources and experts. I spoke with Michelle about how Medible is shaking up the way we develop new medicines and treatments. Please enjoy our conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kim. It's awesome to be here. Well, we are so excited about your company, especially given what we're all going through right now in terms of the medical environment. So Let's get started with learning a little bit about Medible. What is it and why did you start it? So Medible provides a solution to very challenging problems in the development of new medicines. And when you look at how medicines are developed, it's essentially a clinical trial process where people all over the world are recruited and participate in clinical trials. And traditionally, this happens through visits to a doctor's office and therefore 
the participation is, is very much limited to the immediate geographic area. As a result, this kind of laborious and barely limited in terms of access process leads to extremely long timelines. On average, it takes us 12 years to develop a new medicine once you begin the human-based research. It wow. also costs us $2.6 billion. So Medible is bringing a completely new approach and solution, one where we are making research ubiquitous through a universal access through our platform. This really enables anyone in the world to participate in clinical research and brings the clinical research into that person's own life in a way that removes so many of the barriers to the traditional process. And I think, you know, why this really matters is it not only shortens the timelines and decreases the cost, but it also improves the science itself. Research is limited in scope of participation in the traditional approach. And by making research ubiquitous, we can get far greater data and much broader understanding of the safety and efficacy of medications in the global population. So wow. it's an exciting problem to solve. And yeah, that's what Medible does. Well, that's incredible. And, and obviously, it's pretty game-changing in terms of accelerating that. So before I take you too far down the path of Medible, I want to take you back to your own story, the early days. Did you know you always wanted to be a scientist? When did you realize that you were a scientist? So I grew up in a small town, Los Alamos, New Mexico, where pretty much everybody is a scientist. <laughs> so, um, you know, I never, I always, I guess, saw myself as an inventor. Um, and even when I was young, you know, both of my parents are scientists. My grandfather was a famous physicist who um, was, you know, one of the kind of part of some of the collaborative research in the early days of Los Alamos. So I always was encouraged and I guess really inspired by how discovery could transform the world. And, you know, some of my earliest memories are doing science fair experiments with my dad and, you know, everything was always about deductive reasoning and science. And that was um, just the way that I saw the world. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that. So, yeah, I think, you know, I was kind of born and raised a scientist. Well, that's pretty unique. How did you end up then transitioning to becoming a CEO? Well, it was a pretty long path. You know, I really was always um, somebody who wanted to do research. I, I saw that discovery in science was a way to make a meaning, not only a meaningful contribution, but I think something that's important to me, which is, you know, a contribution that is a culmination of your unique talents and capabilities. And so when I was looking at, you know, after undergraduate, what did I want to do? My parents, you know, were really encouraging to pursue a career in medicine. Honestly, it wasn't something I had been really considering. I always saw myself just, you know, pursuing research as a PhD. But what I am so grateful for after this encouragement uh, was the journey of becoming a physician and all of the things it teaches you about the human experience, as well as, you know, what it provides you in terms of your capabilities to really help people directly. So, you know, through that, then it being at Stanford as a dermatologist and where I was combining both my love of research and, you know, now taking care of patients as a dermatologist, it was through that lens where I started to see unique opportunities for discovery and invention that I thought would be better addressed through technology and being in Silicon Valley. I was then, you know, really thinking about, okay, 
Do I leave the walls of academia and my lab bench and my patients and pursue, you know, invention and discovery through really, you know, business? And that's um, how I became a CEO was making the decision to do that. It was a bold jump, but you know, looking back, I feel like I was born to do it this way. So, so take us through the beginning of Medible. How did you think about it? How hard was it to get started? And what were the early days like? When I was a resident physician at Stanford, I started to see a really unique opportunity. You know, I was doing clinical research in rare disease. So my my research study was around identical twins with rare disease and trying to understand, you know, why with a similar genetic background, one person would develop a disease and another person wouldn't. And I was really up against so many of the traditional barriers of research. How do I connect with patients? How do I find these patients? How do I capture data that is bigger and more informative? than that which we can capture in a traditional clinical setting. And I realized that basically every researcher in the world was struggling with some subset or this entire set of barriers to their own research. So I started to you know, become inspired to, to take uh, a leap into the startup world. And I started to attend hackathons. I somehow convinced one of my uh, mentors to invest in what was the, you know, first iteration, like the, the jumpstart of Medible. And I was able to, you know, garner $50,000 of seed funding and hire a couple of developers. And I really was doing this in the evenings while I was still working in both in research and as in my uh, job as a physician. And I had a, a really strong set of partners who continued to carry that forward. But it got to a point where we had built something that had a lot of value and I had to make the choice, was I going to stay at Stanford and do my research or was I going to really embark on full-time pursuit of the medical vision? And I encountered um, an early, just by fate, really inspiring individual, actually two of them, um, Bob and Bob uh, Duggan and Mackie Zanagi who were founders, or actually they were running a company called Pharmacyclics, and it was a biotech company. And they understood what the medical vision was, and they backed us with a $3 million investment. And I made the leap, and we started kicking off Medible. And I grew the engineering team. I developed a sales team. We really began to see that there was traction for the product. Um, and you know, today, what's so exciting is our platform serves over 100,000 patients. Last year, we did 50 clinical trials in over 60 countries and in 40 languages. Wow. And we're showing that this approach can really accelerate the development of new medicines by making research ubiquitous in terms of the access. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Well, that's kind of an incredible amount of success that you had early on. And that first real break, you know, we often look back on that. And I hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs. Sometimes um, it seems like it was fate that intervened. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you, as an entrepreneur, anytime you're fundraising, you get a thousand no's to every yes. And I, and I think this, when you look at the data, you know, this applies more to outsiders who are not, you know, women and, and minorities. I just think it's real. It's this is just the reality. But no is a common thing for every entrepreneur. So as I was working on Metable, you know, I had the opportunity really to meet uh, Bob and Mackie just on a on a whim, essentially in um, a chance encounter in Silicon Valley, like many of the amazing people I've met in Silicon Valley. And we had the opportunity to talk about you know what Metable was all about. And they said, hey, you know, we have really just are in a unique position to start making some investments. They had just sold Pharmacyclics to AbbVie and Medible was their first technology investment they made um, after they sold their pharmaceutical company. And so, yeah, I mean, really it was not that I had reached out to them. It wasn't uh, investors that we were pursuing at that, but we happened to meet them and it was life-changing. They've actually become, you know, some of my um, most valued mentors um, in, in addition to being our investors. So it seems that the world was really lucky that this chance encounter happened because Medible obviously is providing so much value and particularly right now during COVID. How has the recent pandemic affected what you're doing and how have you responded? The pandemic has definitely changed the way that people can conduct research. So prior to the pandemic, our approach was an edge case. It was seen as a riskier approach because, you know, we were using new technologies. This is a highly regulated industry. And in general, people were more comfortable uh, sticking with the status quo. And, and I'm referring to the, the pharmaceutical companies who are planning the strategies around clinical trials. Now, once COVID hit, the world really changed because access to the clinics was shut down. And so suddenly, you know, really within, I remember I was traveling in Europe and I left Europe at the kind of peak of the first, you know, 
wave of the pandemic in it was early April. And within weeks, we were contacted by clinical sites in Italy who were shut down, asking to use our technology to continue to connect with patients in trials that had been underway for several years. So we started to quickly establish new relationships, even in trials that were already underway. And fast forward to today, over 70% of all clinical trials are now planning are already using these connected technologies. So the world has really changed dramatically. I think we provided a really, uh, you know, an important technology capability in a time of need. But fundamentally, I think the world has also shifted to see the value of this approach in the ability to provide patients access to clinical research. So in this moment, though, when this is all happening around us, and obviously we see the the benefits of Medible, the world feels pretty difficult for a lot of people. And as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you faced many, many challenges throughout your career. We always see kind of the success, the shiny success, but you know, there's obviously so much that goes into what you do. You know, what is it that gives you strength during these difficult times? The last year has been challenging for everyone as, you know, suddenly our lives changed so dramatically. And, you know, the people that we love spending time with become harder to see. I just as an example, you know, I haven't spent nearly as much time with my parents as I usually do. And you think when you look worldwide at the prevalence of depression and social isolation, clearly the last year has been extremely challenging. What gives me strength during these times are, you know, some of the basic things like getting outside and exercising and Um, making sure that I have a routine on a daily basis that is giving me, that makes me feel a sense of wellness and health overall is something that just gives you, I think, more resilience as a person. But I think it, you know, in a more macroscopic sense, what, what gives me strength is the way that I see in this industry of life sciences, the, the spirit of collaboration and really this kind of stop at nothing attitude around developing a way out of COVID through the vaccines and therapies. And you know, I think humans as you know, as a human race, when is the last time we've been tested like this collectively? I think often challenges are posed to much smaller subsets of humanity. But when you look at really what the world has accomplished in the last year, it's just profound. The results are incredible. We've never developed a therapy or a vaccine in the timelines that we've developed these the COVID vaccinations. And I think it says a lot about what's possible. You know, it's kind of like running the four-minute mile. Once someone does it somewhere in the world, suddenly you find that humans all over the world in, in that caliber can can now do that. So I think that we've proven we can develop therapies faster. I think we can apply warp speed to every disease area in to some degree. And I think what we'll see is that the next five to 10 years in drug development and ultimately treatments for human suffering will uh, be moving much faster and we will be able to treat diseases better and we'll be able to reduce human suffering globally as a result of some of the proof points that we can take away from the last year in terms of timelines and really showing what's possible. You've been recognized by and have worked with Springboard Enterprises. How has that relationship been important to you and Medible? Springboard is is such a unique group to be a part of. I think, you know, fundamentally 
you know, I think of Amy and Kay and the entire network of women that I've had the opportunity to get to know. And this is just an authentic team who are behind you at all points in time, good or bad. You know, I think being a CEO of a company, you find that when things are going well, you've got a lot of allegiances, but it's when the times are challenging that that number is fewer. And Springboard is just really the group of people who are behind you in the good times and in the bad times. And I think this is incredibly valuable. Springboard is not an investor. They do not hold equity in our company. They're really in this to support women entrepreneurs. And you know, it's it's just a support system that helps you stay in the game, helps gives you strength when you're wondering, you know, how do I really get through this? And you're looking for, you know, that that support and that kind of ray of hope. So I think that Springboard is extremely unique in the authenticity of the mission and the support that they provide for women entrepreneurs. And what have you learned in your journey that you wish someone would have shared with you when you were first starting out? I think starting your own company is just an incredible source of learning and also personal freedom. And one of the things that I've learned is that there's nothing that's going to make you ready to do it other than just going for it and jumping in and you know moving that idea forward moving the company forward really what stands out to me is where we are today i would have never even guessed that we would get here but at the same time all along i knew that i would find what it would take to stay in the game and drive the vision forward so i guess you know my fundamental advice is if there's something that you're passionate about and you're thinking about starting your own company, go for it. And I think that you figure it out day by day. It's not that you start with a line, a straight line to the successful you know, future, but every day you sort it out and you figure it out and you have resilience and you lean on your network and your support systems, but you just stay in the game. And before you know it, you will have made more progress than you could have even originally imagined. Michelle, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Kim. I just have really enjoyed the conversation and having the opportunity to share my journey as a woman entrepreneur. I'd like to thank Michelle for sharing her incredible story about how she's created success with Medible. Here are three points I took from the conversation. First, the path to entrepreneurship is not always a straight line. Michelle thought her career would be as a physician and researcher, which she did do for a time and loved. But when she saw that she could innovate even better through technology, she left the comfort of the lab and took the bold leap. Second, persistence is a key ingredient to success. As Michelle says, as an entrepreneur, you'll get a thousand no's for every yes. And another key trait is being open to opportunity. You never know where that next door will open. With a clear vision for Medible, Michelle was able to turn a chance encounter with two potential investors into a successful business relationship. Finally, and on a related note, being prepared and sticking to your vision is key. You never know when or how quickly the world can change. The pandemic closed clinics around the world and made Medible's remote technology increasingly desirable. Michelle had stuck to her vision and she was ready to step forward with her product in that critical moment. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G.
Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that. And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.